welcome to the initiative podcast um i am your host jake fine and uh i just want to kind of talk about give you guys a little bit of a rundown on what's been going on so this weekend i had the extreme fortune of premiering my debut documentary at a theater in the town that i grew up in and it's kind of an iconic theater it's one of the well-known theaters of the chicagoland area and it, it was just a blessing i over you know around 250 people showed up to see the movie it was a movie about the oprf baseball team uh from last year the year i graduated high school and uh just to be able to bring together a huge amount of people it was dope so in this podcast danny and i get together and we actually planned on discussing this event but we didn't touch on it too much we got more into like the consciousness and the stuff that we typically talk about but uh you can tune in to the next episode which is going to be ava my girlfriend and i ava sorry that's that all sounded weird ava comma my girlfriend abby comma and i kind of going over the event and just recapping that more in depth than danny and i were able to get to so without further ado sit back and enjoy the podcast and uh, i would just want to thank you guys for being here and listening i will see you guys in the next one peace daniel jake fine the mentor the spiritual guidance counselor you know this weird this that's a weird word the whole spiritual thing like it's tainted when I like when I do this conscious development or higher level of thinking practices and protocol, I didn't even identify it yeah. as spiritual until like people started saying, "Hey, you're really spiritual." I'm like, "Thank you." I, I think guess. consciousness would be the better word. Higher level, like no, just thinking. Higher level thinking, consciousness yeah. thinking. I don't know whatever it's you want to call it. I have like Mr. H. He's kind of my business mentor. I'd say like he's he's a business teacher. He, he's connect he's put me on this path you kind of like are helping me navigate the higher levels of thinking and consciousness dude this. as I as I figured out myself yeah you know but like you're you walked so I can run kind of like you yeah. you're figuring all this stuff out and handing it to me well it helps me develop too when I teach it mm-hmm. you know so like I give in, I get information from different sources from different books from different podcasts you know. I take my life experience, mm-hmm. I mold it all into one. And, you know, I think w- why you've been successful up to this point and just success is defined in a lot of different ways. But, like, you're really honest and you have an honest approach of, like, how you uh, evaluate what you're doing. You're honest with your feelings. You're, uh, you're interested in understanding what those insecurities are so that you can flip them around. Yeah. And uh, I think that works to your um, your advantage when you're doing self-development and growth type things, right. right? So I take my experience and all the stuff that I'm learning as I'm going through life and like it's easy to just kind of like mm-hmm. pass it down to somebody who's interested in learning about all this stuff, especially when, you know, from a mentorship standpoint, from a mentor standpoint, like we see potential. We try to like help people identify their potential as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like an infinite amount of potential that's out there and certain people only realize they have a little bit of it when, you know, with just little 
tricks and tidbits. You can open up a bunch of doors. Yeah. You know, and what's really cool is that you're doing it for other people when you do your thing. Yeah. You know, it's, and then the ripple goes. Yeah. But boom, it's deep. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was talking to Ava and Abby the other day. Mm. Abby's my girlfriend. Ava's my assistant. You would. That's the only thing I can think of how I would describe her position. But pretty much they were both telling me how like they don't like talking to me about stuff that they're going through sometimes because I just tell them what the truth is usually and not what they want to hear. Mm. Like Ava literally was like, you suck to talk to because you, cause I don't, you never tell me what I want to hear. See, like, yeah, that, that's, dude, that's a, like, that's an interesting topic right there. You want to dive deep into that? Like I, I find as I've gone through life that that's been a difficult one for me. Yeah, you, like, you and I talk about that. I love yeah. the people in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed and cursed to understand energy to a certain degree and like understand people and like love people and work with people. But then when it comes to like truth and understanding programming and trauma and it's like sometimes i battle with who am i to say things to anybody yeah you know and like it's hard to deal with and 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 like be in that type of situation but like again people just have to realize things for themselves and understand things for themselves at their own pace like you know telling people what they want to hear and what they should hear it's like slippery slope sometimes and I'm just I'm learning to navigate it myself, dude. So we can, we can have a conversation about that. Yeah, totally. and, but it just takes experience too, you know. Like you'll see how your relationships kind of unfold as you take this I don't, a leadership role as a mentor role, like you're doing it with Lucas. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You'll you'll have your share of experiences. Yeah. And like you and I were just talking about, um, like you were telling me about some some guys you have the alpha males that you yes you play with football with and, yes and like different guys who you were you were trying to like sh- to tell me about how that's the real world and stuff and i was like it caused anxiety for me to even like think about surrounding myself with those kind of people you know there listen there's uh it doesn't mean they're bad no no no, no. you know what i'm saying like it's just a spectrum of how people develop and grow and what they find value on, on an individual scale you know, you hang around people who are, you know, been around sports their entire life and use that as an identity and lifting weights and, um, you know, being super athletic and winning and stuff like you associate yourself with that, that becomes a, an ego thing, an identity thing. And, uh, sometimes it's like, I need to keep showing more and proving myself more and more. And like, we're about to win our third national championship. Maybe that's a little like too soon to say like you haven't played yet we haven't played yet but like we're shooting for our third national championship and that's what that's probably a better term to say like we won the national champion i'm talking flag football here (laughs) so we we won our national tournament in flag football eight man eight pro division the last two years and like i haven't been around the team as much because i kick and punt and i love playing and all that but like being at the top and staying there, like, you identify with that, too. And that could bring people's egos up and down. Like, the team kind of went a couple of different directions on certain players. And not to, like, create or you know, talk about drama. But, like, after you've been at the top and 
ego sets in, it's like, no, no, I'm the reason why we're here. No, I'm the reason why we're here. Oh, yeah? You can get out of here. Oh, yeah? You can get out of here. That's and so weird, because that's, like, such a childish behavior. Dude, you know? we're, we're fucking, like, dropping bombs on different countries. You want to talk about childish behavior. Yeah. Like, it, it goes on that scale, too. Yeah. You know? Like, it's interesting when we talk about how we behave and what triggers certain things and like a lot of factors go into it we want to talk about like consciousness on levels of like generational levels like generational levels of consciousness and people being suppressed and going through different types of living standards and all that stuff like that has an effect on the way people's consciousness grows collectively right right and that takes time to shake yes from afar we see it like we don't you know fighting people and hurting people like that's not the way to go about exchange no you know what i mean no i don't know there's there's a lot of levels to this and we we got deep right away in the first five minutes it's funny how like flag football brings that out in people you know i mean it's what we have yeah you know like we're all in our like 25 to 30 year old guys you know we're all like no, no one's getting paid for this it's just like you just want. It's win. just a flag league, and you know a lot of guys that come out of college and they play flag. If they're not playing in the NFL, like a lot of guys, they got to uh, you know practice squads in the NFL, and you know they played at big time colleges. A lot of us played at smaller colleges. Nonetheless, we want to keep playing. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. in the time from, like you'll learn this too when you get to twenty two on. It's like okay. Well, I'm integrated now in the real world, the quote-unquote real world. I got this degree. I need to go get my job. But there are other things that I've done in my past that I've identified with that I want to keep going that make me feel good. Like, I still have to go play soccer somehow, some way. I need, I need to be part of a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to keep playing at the very least. At yeah. the very least. It may not have to be at a super high level, but I want to play soccer, and I play every year, and I coach, and I need to get my fix somehow because that's how I was programmed to kind of, like, do it. And I love it. It's fun for me. Yeah. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. And it's a great way to move. It's a great way to stay competitive and get my edge out and under, like, a controlled, safe setting where this mm-hmm. can be. They would need that, true, because, you know. And that's what flag football is, funny, essentially. Yeah. Like, we're playing at a high level. A lot of my friends, they're very type A, go-getter, alphas. You know, and we're about to go for a third national championship. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that is But, fun. you know, it doesn't last forever. Right. And there's still a transition that has yeah. to go through. And whether you identify with that or not, you know, it's still part of growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, I still play rec, rec baseball. It's important. Every year. Be and part I, of a team, community. It, you feel like you do, like that compa- the competition, like, brings out, like, the, the animal in you. Kinda. Yeah. It's yeah. important. It's important. We should uh, we should test our ourselves that in a safe, controlled yeah. manner where obviously no one's getting hurt. And this is what sports essentially is. Right. This is why it's unless people start getting violent because they're yeah or cheat so right because now so we're setting yeah. we're now like this happens in professional sports all the time like right. now we're all bigger than everybody else and I need to be on top. Now we have money involved and you have endorsements involved and a lot of stipulations and you know you have bonuses there's, if you win. There's a million people that want your job. Now you have the media, right? There's so much added stress. The Houston Astros cheating. Have you heard about that? No, is this recent? Yeah, like the. I'm sure you don't pay too much. Dude, it just it comes up. It's a it's a story that comes up over and over and over and over again. Whether it's an individual sport or it's a team sport, 
you know, cheating happens. And I think it happens more than we know. Probably. You know what I'm saying? It probably, want... like, and most of the stuff that we hear probably isn't true. I don't know, dude. Because, like, well, like, the media just, like, stirring up stories, just trying to get people interested. Maybe, yeah. There's a lot of that, right? There's a I lot mean, of that. I mean, no, like, I'm not saying the cheating. I'm just saying, like... I don't know, dude. I think... There, uh, there's a lot that goes unheard of. In when that. you hear of two or three different stories that pop up, more of it's happening. Yeah. It goes unnoticed. Maybe not some of the top guys, but there's a lot of pushing and shoving at the bottom. Because there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a small spots. You know, there's not a lot of spots, and there's a lot of players. Yeah. And you there's know, big money gets, getting thrown around. My, I've been thinking so much lately about, like, how little professional sports matter. Like, but how seriously it's taken by, like, not only the guys who do it and the, the, the females who do it, but, like... It's serious. The people who watch it, like... Yeah, it's serious. Dude, it's, like, it's just a way... that It's an escapism, and you can't judge escapism. Like, yeah. that's what people like I, I loved football for a long time whether you grow out of it or you stay with it or you have like a you know a real tie to a team like it's it's good to have yeah it's good to have you know what i'm saying like no it's like, a like, sense of community it's a sense of connection it's, a, it's something i'm just saying like when you have like australia engulfed in flames yeah right and they could use a couple billion dollars but like the New York Yankees have that instead of instead of the people who need it to put out these issues and like stuff like that like you know it yeah. makes it, it it's like it, it's hard for me to care about sports when there's other more pressing things to care about and it's yeah. unfortunate because sports used to like I used to love sports I used to, I I talked about it on my last podcast I used to like love Anthony Rizzo base Cubs player and now big. what's he doing I mean he's he's still a great player on the Cubs I just like don't. I, I'm not. I don't worship those guys anymore. Yeah, I know what you mean. I could definitely rate. When I was younger, I used to worship fucking David Beckham, the soccer player. Oh man, love. There was like a handful of soccer players that I was just like infatuated with. Yeah. Just like I was inspired. And the same thing with you. You're inspired. Yeah. Like, at the, at the, well, I wanted to be a first baseman on my baseball team back yeah, then. Right. So of course I was looking at Anthony Rizzo. Dude, shit, man. You what? You put on this premiere yesterday or three days ago yeah, or whatever it was. Let's talk about that. And uh, like it was about a sports team. It was about the baseball team. It was about uh, you know brotherhood. It was about battling adversity. It was about coming back from a slump, staying in a in a space that you can be optimal or getting to that point and the 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 struggles of all that. Yeah. And like I was there too as a as a player. You know, it struck home with me because like. I remembered what that was like, you know, yeah. like it's very emotional and you put a lot of drive and there's a lot on the line, even though in the grand scheme of things, what are we talking about? A game? Yeah. Right. A made yeah. up a game, but it has so much value to instill in people. It's our way to, to engage in competition again in a safe manner. It's a, it's a way to stand for a team a city a town it's another way to bring people together that's true over something yeah. extremely um you know uh, prideful that's true. you know what i'm yeah. saying like you yeah, represent a yeah. school and there's a history or a town or a city or a country uh -huh. like that is the unifying of people on just another level that's fair right yeah, i didn't think and then now that we're talking about the positives i'm thinking about like guys who take the power that they get from their sports positions and then they like LeBron he started a school you know there's like there's people who are using that spotlight to 
change the world for better. Sure, so create guess, awareness, yeah. raise levels of awareness. It's big. It captures a lot of attention. It does, yeah. But then, like, you're, I know we talk about, like, you know, I have my job, and all I have are the Blackhawks, and all I'm going to do is watch the Blackhawks, and that becomes my life, you know, for the next 30 years, which is great, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, for a guy like you, you're saying if I'm not under, if I'm understanding correctly, it's like losing a little bit of like you don't put as much stock into Anthony Rizzo like you once did. Right. You'll always love baseball, but mm-hmm. you know Anthony Rizzo is just a guy. You know, my wife tells me all the time. She goes, "They're just people, Danny." Yeah. But we idolize them That's because we're inspired, and you're well, cha- it shows you're changing. It shows your growth yeah. and development, and your interests are molding and morphing. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, you realize that hey, they're just people. Mm-hmm. It's and, just cool, I think, because like. I think at the time, like when I think when you when you get involved in something like in like a journey like you and I are on, where you're like trying to do something great, the inspiration is the people who've done it. So you like Anthony Rizzo, Travis Scott, you know who whoever you look, uh, Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan for yeah. you, like yeah, and then you realize as you pursue it more and you learn more, like. It's way deeper than just being a person. Yeah. That so people like, look up to they those people they give you all sorts of inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus, those guys, Tim Ferriss, they give me inspiration. They show me that, you know, you can do it too. But then when you go on this journey, right? It's like this. Oof, I mean. It's just this introspective thing that you find out so much about yourself if you're if you're really doing this. Yeah. Like you find out. Are you really are you really being as honest as possible? Are you really doing the best version of you possible? Or are you just making excuses and say that you're doing it? You know? And then you go ahead and you do the journey and you're consistent and you have your ups and you have your downs, but the consistency is there. The essence of you fucking is there all the time you start to have an effect on people and you start to see these things happening and you start to build more relationships with people and then you start to realize a deeper message here that like you start to keep asking deeper questions right there's not like a one answer that i'm finding you just keep asking deeper questions you make more connections with people you have these effects on each other right and like you bring more positive people together that makes an even more of a positive ripple like you had all those people in that theater soaking in all that inspiration what was that good things happen from from that what was that like for you seeing seeing the event go down seeing all the people oh it was great to see as a mentor to you to see that unfold it was great to see you and the interactions with all the kids and to see the effect that was being had you know, it was great to see Mr. H and Emily there because I know they had a great effect on you and they're people also in, connected with me in a way and have had an effect on me, you know? So, like, to see all that come together and then, like, oh, to see your family being all excited for you and your friends, like, that's all amazing things that need to get, like, thrown out there. You know, there needs to be more of that type of thing. You know, like, you... Mm-hmm risked a lot putting yourself out there like that takes fucking balls to do that you know and that's that's inspiring it's great to see that and to see the final product which was awesome you know yeah that was amazing to see and uh it was just good to feel the energy in that room like i know that a lot of people were uh taking in some of that light which 
you know, it keeps me going. And that's it. And that's what I find doing this journey. It's not about being the people. It's about having these connections. It's mm-hmm. about learning throughout this process and, uh, you know, having more ideas and executing and loving the journey essentially yeah yeah yeah. execute come back breather execute come back breather and then keeping this up you know understanding what life is and choosing to put things on hold go to italy there's a world out there i'm gonna go see that too put things in place so they run itself like understanding the way the game works yeah how can you take little bits and pieces of information that you're learning throughout the years and make it practical how can you share it to the next person i think having you as a mentee is huge for my personal development because like when i teach i learn more it keeps me alive adam was telling me that um he's He's going to coach this summer for a travel team. Awesome. As one of his jobs. Like, awesome. Dope? And he also wants to talk to you about personal training. Yeah. I was super into fitness. I so. hope that he does come and talk yeah. and I could try to help him put get put in the right direction. Yeah. I was going to bring him next time we go to Park Ridge. Yeah. Sure. Bring him. That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to, uh, you know, like uh, spark, uh, a, you know, a jolt of energy in somebody who is interested in taking the, mm. the, the leap. Yeah. You know, like you... There's knowledge that you got to like immerse yourself in. It's not easy. You got to make that knowledge into something tangible and practical and relatable. That's That's not easy. That takes time. Like nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Like when you decide, like, like whenever you think you're taking the easy way out or you're doing the thing that's just going to fulfill you inherently and yeah, it's never that. No, it's It's always like, it's always like you're walking into something you have no idea what you're walking into. And then it's like, how do you? get to the other side of the forest i don't know that there's another the other side i think it's always just like a checkpoint it's an infinite amount of checkpoints i like that yeah yeah it's an infinite amount of checkpoints that you could just kind of like take a breather at and assess and analyze and rest reflect yeah because it's like connect with people it's like sprints it's like this whole thing was a sprint you know i'm now i'm looking at it yeah it comes in waves, man. Like, you just got to manage it accordingly. Like, I did a podcast with Manimal not too long ago, and we talked about the battle board. And, like, he taught me how to do the man- the battle board. Now, you're talking about a true professional athlete here. Yeah, like, you, you understand why... Like, if you're around enough professional athletes, you understand why they're fucking professional. Like, you can pay attention to the way they think. You pay attention to the way they behave, the way they analyze things, the way they approach. Especially if you ask the right questions and you dig deep. That's why the beauty of having a podcast is that you submerse yourself living the experience of other people through a conversation. Right. It's huge. Learn through the experience of other people. Write that shit down. Dude, yeah, no, but you know what's, what else is funny? Because this, I'm going to put something together here. Yeah. So podcast, you you just said you go deep, you learn through people's experiences, you connect to people, yeah. you, you go kind of deeper into learning about a character. The reason I don't like movies as much as I like documentaries and vlogs is because that reason. Movies do a poor job of encapsulating a character in two hours, right? But documentaries... Some movies do a good job. Some movies, yeah, the, the ones that are good, to me, do a better job, like... Like, for example, The Fugitive, to me, is a great movie because yeah. the characters are so well-developed and you can see their psychological yeah. Yeah. stuff that's going on. The Joker? I mean, I got, a I got a powerful pack punch about life and the psyche and trauma yeah. and uh, 
and how those things develop over time and love, right? Understanding how big and important factor love is in all of this. Dude, I'm... In all of this. Dude, yeah. Right? Like, you did a whole project based on a loving thought and feeling, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And you weren't afraid to show that either. That takes balls. Like, you go out there and you put your heart on your sleeve and you show everybody. It just takes one person to be like, get this shit off the screen before your, like, heart sinks into your stomach. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm just saying like yeah. that's what people think about when they they have that thought in their head. Should I do the thing that I love, and risk being ridiculed? Do I do it or not? Like it sucks, and sometimes it just takes one thing from a family member to be like, oh, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, like th- that takes a lot of courage. Sometimes I get to that point where I question what I'm doing here. Like, yeah, ever sure. you have to. You have to like. Why are you doing this? That's a good question. Do you like? I had this this thought to me come up the other day. I was just like, I can't explain it. It's a call to service. Yeah. I can't explain it. It's just a call to service. It's like I don't want to do anything else with my time. Like I can't be sitting on a beach all the time. Like the way society's functioning, you have to f- take your energy and turn it into another resource, and that here is money. You you learn the ins and outs and have a relationship with that external source of energy and your exchange for time in relation to a value that you're providing and how does that value translate on the cosmic level and all that stuff and have a positive impact and all that shit like yeah that's the game that we have to play in this capitalistic society and we're so much luckier than a lot of other places in the world because we were so fortunate we have like I, i had this thought the other day i woke up i put the shower on i had clean hot water it was a nice way to fucking wake up and then I came down to my kitchen and I had clean water. And I put a little salt in there because I have the information available to me to learn that, you know, having a little salt in your water is good in the morning. You know, yeah. like getting some sunlight, learning proper movements of the spine. Like I'm grateful that I've had, that yeah. I have opportunities to have this information right. here you and play it out. Mates. Like we're fucking, I'm grateful for being here yeah. and doing all this. Like we have it fucking good. Yeah. You know, so that being said, it coming coming back coming back to like why are we doing all this? It's not it's not so serious, but it's a call to service, and I know if it, I have an effect on one person, it's enough. Why? Because Jordan Peterson says this: one person will know a, at minimum a thousand people in their lifetime, right? So you're one person away from having an effect on a million, and then two people away of having an effect on a, a billion, essentially. Because that fucking just you know what I'm saying? So you have an effect on 30 people at that event. Think about how much actual, how much, it, how much bigger it actually is. And the same thing with negative stuff. Yeah. You spend time wasted on uh, judgment. Why does that person like that kind of music? Why don't spend that time because doing that because it's only feeding off an insecurity that you have in your center and it's putting out bad juju putting out bad vibe that's going to ripple out there you're going to behave poorly towards somebody else you're going to make them feel shitty they're going to behave negatively towards somebody else and vice versa and blah blah blah, blah and, and, and so on it goes yeah. right so like raising levels of awareness living raising levels of consciousness it's key to creating the reality around you that's mm-hmm one that you're, you're looking to create yeah. you know yeah it's funny because like that's I, we talk I'm, about we talk about spirituality like right. i didn't even realize that stuff is the spiritual Spirit, stuff dude, that's, that's what stuff. all religions 
say in a different way. Yeah, basically. You I know? didn't even realize that until recently. I'm just like, what? But the difference between now between... I was talking to my buddy who's Christian. We were talking about this the other day in the car. He was like, religion is just a business now. Spirituality is what religion used to be. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's what it... Like, yeah. How are you connecting to the... The source. The higher... Yeah. Exactly. Whatever it is. Like, I, I just believe in, like, there's this... There's a fabric in the universe that has rules, and, like, that's what we're all living by. And the, to some people, that's Jesus. To some people, that's Allah. some people, that's Adonai. You know? Yeah. And there's... All the rules are the same. It's treat people the way you want to be treated. Be honest with yourself. Respect your parents. Yeah. Essentially sending the same... The yeah. same overarching message... Yeah, and it's and just like, but living those things is hard. That's why it's like a practice. Like every day, you have to like check yourself and make sure you're not being taken over by the ego. And like, when you when 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 someone at when someone at my event, if if someone had done something where they stood up and said, "This is garbage, you pussy. Why are you being so lovey dovey?" Oh man, that would take that would take some balls for somebody to even say that. Right, but if they did, do I do I act? Do I react or do I just like? Literally, like, what would pause you time. No, this is what I... After reading this book, Stillness is the Key, You Put Me On It, by Ryan Holiday. It's about achieving stillness and how to do that. Now, what I would do... when I, it, I do this with everything that kind of puts me off, like getting a negative thought, getting an unpleasant thought, hmm. someone saying something to me that I disagree with, um, my dad telling me to... Why the fuck don't you clean the kitchen? What, whatever, right? <laughs> It's just like literally, I described it to my therapist yesterday, pausing time and like in the middle of a dodgeball game and there's a bunch of balls being thrown at you and you just matrix that shit yeah, yeah. and like get around it, react accordingly, yeah. make, morph the situation around you. This is like stuff you talk about. You were talking to me about this like in the summer a lot, like that Joe Dispenza energy. Like, Oh, uh, well, he's on another level. He's, he's actually like, that's why I make a mind movie. Right, because I keep working on all. The, like, you do the meditation. What's a mind movie? What's a mind movie? A mind movie is when you uh, take snapshots of a future that you want to unfold. Right, whatever is possible in the world. If we're connected to a unified field with infinite amount of possibilities, he talks about. Think of what your dream reality is. Put it into a movie. You can do that today. Like you just take so what you take did, snapshots, yeah. find pictures on Google, take videos of you or whatever you know, make shit like we have yeah, we have uh, yeah figure it out like make it like it's we have all that we can do it. You have an iPhone, you can make that shit easily. So you make a you make a mind movie and you put some music behind it of things that you actually want to happen in your wildest dreams. Make it work and like every, you watch it every night before you go to bed. And subconsciously, it becomes the way you see life has already played out. And little by little, you basically send genetic expression out into the energy field, mm -hmm. out into what we call as Newtonian reality. And like a magnet, we work to attract those types of things in our current reality. Yeah. And obviously, this takes time to understand and learn and to master and understand stress and being in a more of a parasympathetic state. In order, yeah. in order to manipulate yeah. these things, right? Yeah. You're talking about pausing time, no matter what people make you feel like, yeah. right? So somebody yells at you, you're automatically going to have a nervous system reaction, mm -hmm. right? You're going to like 
freeze and up. Combine you're gonna, that with like trauma. Yeah, that com- some people might have. Right. So you already have like this pre-existing trauma from yeah. your childhood or the way you've grown up or whatever to make you react in certain ways, you know. And an incident happens, like it takes a pretty powerful to be in a pretty powerful place to not let anything disturb you. Right. And if you can do that, like you got to level up. That's great. Like there's not going to be a lot that's going to affect you and you can choose and respond as opposed to react. Right. The way that our instinct tells us to react. That's what I feel like the difference is between parasympathetic and the sympathetic state. And you learn this in like you, I learned about parasympathetic states and and sympathetic states in anatomy junior year. Like, this is a real thing. This isn't, like, of course. some religious woo But you have to understand, like, what it feels like to be in those states and the detriment it is to stay in a sympathetic state and be addicted to those feelings. Because Joe Dispenza also talks about that when those levels of adrenaline and cortisol spike, and they've been spiking all the time because of a... Let's say you've been in a work environment for the last four years that causes hostility and it's high stress and the people you work with taking advantage of you and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in this stressed out state from the time you wake up, from the time you go home. You go home, you're worried about the next day, and next thing you know, your reality becomes this constant pursuit of figuring out this work that I'm doing to make these people who don't like me happy so I can create this income, you know, all this stuff. That you're comfortable in that state. This loop. But are you? Because if you're in a stressed out state, your sympathetic nervous system response is always on. That means you're using resources that you don't necessarily need to be using uh, to stay alive. You're now wasting resources on on things that you could be using for creativity and ultimately healing because right. we go through so much shit throughout the day. We need, we, we're not designed to be in that response all the time. Like, we need to understand when it's there, keep us alive and long enough to get out of that situation, and then go back into a parasympathetic state. That's the system state that we got to be in. Yeah. But it takes time to get there. How do we do that? That's why we talk about fasting. That's why we talk about meditation. That's why we talk about uh, breath work and um, uh, even like mace flow or kettlebell flow or body weight flow or yoga or flow training in general. It doesn't have to be with a mace or a kettlebell, but you can be in the gym doing conventional exercises where you're in flow, feeling out what your body needs in that moment. I'm going to do some presses. I'm going to superset that with some pulls. I'm going to triple set that with some shoulder presses. Boom. I'm going to do that five rounds, 10 reps. I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm going to connect to the ground. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to just go through the, yeah. the, the, the motions, like I but said, so pay attention how like you feel. The that's getting into flow, dude. That's getting into creative mode instead of survival mode. Healing that's mode. That's the difference. Is like When you're surviving, you're reacting. Yeah. When you're creating, you're at ground zero, building up. You're able to respond as opposed to yeah. react recklessly. And you're, well, you can build too. It's not just respond. It's like, you you can like, take this these resources and these resources and build them into this thing sure with make a documentary sure podcast sure and then that has compounding interest like you do all that stuff Uh then you have that positive effect and then those people they're doing all these good things Uh and like you know you know you know why the it'll end up coming back to you eventually yeah but like the this is something i had this big realization this this past week is like when you're those when you are an anxious person and that's been your whole life for four years, like that situation you were describing, it's Mm -hmm. like that muscle is very strong. Mm -hmm. That like corporate stress, uh, sympathetic nervous system, 
response signal is very strong in your body. Right. And and the 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 parasympathetic where you're present and you're still and you're creating and you're happy mm. and you're not reacting. Mm. That's weak. Mm-hmm. So you have to the way to the way to weaken the the muscle of sympathetic nervous system or survival mode and strengthen the creative muscle is literally just you have to go force yourself even when you're stressed to do something positive like to to journal or to meditate you have to do it even if it feels like you can't what is that process called medit what what do you mean? I call that creating awareness talk about it all we're doing is creating awareness. In the beginning of this podcast, I said that you're very honest in how you approach yourself. You're, you understand what your strengths are. You understand what your weaknesses are. You give yourself a good uh, evaluation of what you're doing and your work. You surround yourself with people that are going to help you. You're not afraid to ask for help. You're not afraid to take it on the chin and be like, God, I fucked up there. Like This is all levels of creating awareness. You're doing the work to figure this stuff out about yourself. Yeah. You don't just fucking know because all you do is, I mean, we've been programmed to not know any better because that's just normal reality to us as we grow up and live, especially if you're, you know, an 18 year old. It's like all you know is high school, grade school, the interactions you've had with those people. Yeah. Right. What you're good at, what you're bad at. Like, what if you had a dysfunctional growing upbringing? I know, what if like, you had like, what if you were bullied all this time? What if you weren't getting as much love as you could be getting? Dude, yeah. Like, how does that affect your levels of awareness? I just watched this documentary last night. And this is what I'm talking about with documentaries, why they're so powerful to me is because you get this really personal story about a, a real person. Yeah, documentaries are the shit. Dude. Yeah, Don't get like, me wrong. That's what, I that's, what I, that's what I'm attached to is it, the personal. That's why like it, a, a movie has to have that for me. Anyways, yeah, yeah. that's a different thing. Oh, it's relatable. Yeah, it's good. Um. It, it's called Free Solo. It's popular as hell. You've probably seen it. It's about this guy who climbs El Capitan in in Yosemite without any gear. Like, he, he literally climbs the whole rock like he's Spider-Man without mm. belaying or anything. Beast. It's, it's called soloing. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, so, like, another guy has... He, like, broke the record. He was the only person to do it himself. Like, he belayed himself. Can you imagine being halfway but up he, and being like, you, oh, shit soloing if you fall you die it, the other guy who did it if you fall the rope catches you unless some serious malfunction occurs people die maybe 40 people die soloing a year or something that they said like it's it's a super dangerous discipline it's crazy but the guy it goes in it, it they tell you like his dad died when he was 19 and his parents divorced and his mom was this cold person and he they always talk about how um he he never got love. He doesn't know how to be emotional. Like his girlfriend, he has she has he has this girlfriend who's like kind of the stereotypical girl who like wants to take the troubled guy and like fix him. Like you know what I mean? Mm. She's like she's that kind of type, and she's like loving him and giving him this love, and she's like trying to teach him how to express love, and he doesn't know how because like nobody ever said I love you to him. His his dad. Um, who died like the story is told from his mom's perspective who divorced him a year before they died so like there, it's just this f- fucked up family life that he had it's deep and he didn't get love so now he's now he his his only way to feel valuable he literally said this in the movie is like sani his girlfriend her def her like the reason to like the point of life for her is comfort and happiness and fulfillment and like mm-hmm. the point for me is performance and it's like he doesn't feel like he's good enough unless he basically puts himself in this position of mo- like suicide 
and climbs this rock to so he can say he's the first person who did it and like he does that's his only way of feeling value like isn't that like so sad yeah and that's what happens when you don't get proper affection and love as a kid yeah like that's how much these like so if you had something like messed up up in your childhood you build up walls to survive Mm -hmm. going forward so Mm -hmm. like and that's that's all you know all he did so like imagine him trying to reverse that it's gonna be a long time yeah well that's why i'm such a huge proponent of other modalities of healing like plant medicine and you know breath work Uh fasting breathing talk therapy obviously there's so many different types of art therapy paul checks an art therapist that's awesome you know um breaking these things down and then having integration sessions and how you could break down what you've learned through these different modalities and how you could intertwine it in your everyday default life because we talk about our conditioning our programming our trauma that's all of it that's all of it when it comes to building self-awareness obviously other things play in a factor but that's the whole process of building awareness it's not an easy game but like what else is the alternative just you know know, what i mean i know someone who just has like she's gone through trauma her whole life her parents got divorced um and she's just built up these walls that she lives in her little bubble where of the walls she's built up and she just like negatively affects a lot of people in that way i think a lot of people do that man a lot exactly a lot of people and that's do that. that's why some people become drug addicts because they're trying to fill the void that they're that was in that they didn't like that was created somehow and they, that's the wall they've built up to help them feel happy at some point yeah if you have this void that you don't know how to fill and you only fill it with like drinking or coke or something yeah, drinking, that's drugs, sad, right? sex, gambling. And everybody has it. It's just like, how do you, instead of doing the basic, uh, what's it called? Short-term gratification. How do you, like, you have, the, the only alternative. Basically taking to, a shortcut you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to help you long-term. Right. You have to, like, just face whatever's bothering you head on. Like, right, right. That's kind of like. Right. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, 100%. Like, you said it right. You nailed it on the head. The bottom line, the process of growth, development, and, you know, gaining levels of consciousness or becoming creative or healing, it takes a lot of inward work because at the end of the day, your reality is just a reflection of your inward reality. Yeah. You know? And whether you asked to be in a situation or not it is what it is and like Joey Diaz was just talking about that on his podcast how he people the, the questions he always gets from his fans are how do I get into comedy how do I stop being depressed and how do I stop being an addict which is all stuff that he's overcome and listen he's to like, the podcast yeah right right, right. listen <laughs> to his podcast but basically the gist of it was like it takes a while it, it it's life experience and, and the, trying and failing and yeah. we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast love the journey love the process every moment is a magical moment like on my battle board upstairs we talk about John Beneducci and this is something that he's instilled in me too it's like you're right where you need where, you're right where you need to be always that's fact you're right where you need to be yep you know like you, you're you've right been where you're supposed me that to be since like summer yeah when and I, I was well I was telling myself that dude like it's cool it's important because like here i am again 31 years old trying to figure out like 
what's going to be my main bread and butter? How do I cultivate all my network in one spot and figure out a way to pay my mortgage and figure out a way to put money away for having a family or other business adventures that I want to do? Like, you know, I had other plans. The world hit me a little bit. Boom. It's like, nuh-uh. Figure it out another way. it feels way. like shit in that beginning, but like I it's think... It's hard, and it's hard. Right. Day by day by day by day by day by day. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do here? Yeah, but what what did we say earlier about like now you're in this... Every day you're uncovering new... You're learning more about consciousness. You're learning oh, yeah. more about the steel mace. You're learning more about training. People. I'm learning more about people. I'm learning right. more about myself. I'm learning more about cosmos. But then again, like these are the things that I set out to want to learn about. On my battle board, I have all my interests up there that I want to take time to throw my energy towards. I'm also eliminating and I'm becoming more aware of all the stuff that's costing me energy that I don't want. Yeah. You know, yeah, So I'm yeah. trying to eliminate as much as possible the people and the things in my life that don't give me a positive vibe dude everybody has that horrible thing that they wish they didn't had but it ends up being the the silver lining of their life yeah it's a really important thing that was like i think for you that was like losing your job at oprf right? yeah well it was uh to be clear i didn't lose the job i just i just didn't get the job that i was planning on getting uh, yeah, my that's uh, no, it's okay. Did it I, was, should I not have brought that? No, you can. Okay. No, I'm open, dude. I, listen, yeah, I'm an open book, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like I will, I will tell the truth. I, I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think people know that corporate America, corporate academia, they make decisions based on other boxes that they need to check. And I get that. I'm grateful for my experience at all the schools that I worked at. And I, I used to look at it as like a negative. Like I was in the teaching industry for six years and I was at five different schools. And I look at it as like, oh my God, I couldn't find my home and all that. But then I looked at it as like, I got to see how things work in a bunch of different areas. I got to work like closely with a lot of different people and a lot of different dynamics and demographics and circumstances, I learned so much on the system, how it works, how to manage people, how to talk to people, how to teach, how to manage a classroom, how to take in my own emotions. Like yeah. it was a success to in itself to, you know, keep finding jobs and and uh, ramp up my resume and force myself to like network and put myself in uncomfortable situations and new things like. It shaped the fucking shit out of me. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. And, like, that's why I really feel adamant is, like, you're right where you need to be. Don't worry. The universe will throw you a 20 when you need it, as Joey Diaz <laughs> says. You know? Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's going to be okay. But you, the second you learn to, like, let go and trust, it's going to be fine. But, yeah. again, we talk about love and leading with that. And I've always had that genuine ability to just express myself. Yeah. And sometimes it, it does get me in trouble. But, <laughs> yeah. Fuck that noise, bro. Like, I'm ready to just keep going and talk talk my truth because it's... Keep doing it. Yeah, it'll, it'll put me in the right place. I right. know it will. I'm not trying... Like I said, I'm not trying to hide shit. But I do have to get my dogs to the say, Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right, thanks Jake, for coming on. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That was a fucking fire podcast.